associates. So this episode is a recording of the workshop and activity that we did on Friday, January 28th. Um, And so what you might want to grab to prepare if you're listening as we are kind of going through these specific steps to workshop. Um, I posted the a copy of the Google Slides into the description of the episode so you can open that up and kind of follow along. Otherwise, find, you know, an example or something that you want to write a press release about. Maybe it's an event. Um, you can, you know, maybe hop online and just find like a company you're interested in and an event they're having and then just use that as a practice platform. In this activity and example, we used our Center for Career Readiness at UNC. Um, because they're planning the career fair event um, in a couple weeks. And so definitely that's kind of what this activity and workshop is about, is really walking through those steps. So it will make more sense if you have um, a copy or something in mind to write your press release about. All right, let's go back in time. Hello, good morning, happy Friday. The sun is out, maybe the snow will melt. We made it through week three. Ah, February is next week. I can't believe it. The goal for today is to actually practice writing a press release, looking at kind of a campus event. And so we're gonna put ourselves in the mindset that we are running PR for the Center for Career Readiness and kind of imagine ourselves saying, okay, We know, like that's our client, they said they have this event. How could we write a press release to maybe submit, uh, you know, to a a campus publication? So that's the goal for today. Um, And so first we're going to, you know, look through kind of the career readiness um, event info. And then we'll be working with the press release template um, that you created on Monday. Um, And if you, you know, it didn't get saved, you don't know what folder it's in, no worries, you can go to Canvas and there is a template um, uploaded there for you on the lecture material pages now. So you can grab that or your own template. And we're just gonna kind of work through step-by-step as well as answering Slido questions as we go. Um, If there's time at the end, you can share out with each other something you learned from your industry summary and there is a sort of practice portal that I've just added into Canvas, non-graded, where you can upload the activity from today if you would like feedback on how your press release is written and went. Whew. A few other housekeeping items. On Tuesday, the UNC scholarship application is due. So if you haven't submitted that, I definitely recommend taking a little bit of time, maybe this weekend, to go ahead and submit that. There are scholarships available for way more than just like first year students. There's even some scholarships specifically for, you know, upperclassmen, different majors. So always worth just go ahead and submitting that, see if there's any matches that you might get. Um, And yeah, I'd say that's the really big thing. Cool. Before we get started, any questions, comments, thoughts? that you have from this week of talking about press releases or your clients. Ready to get to it. Cool. All right. Let me kind of scooch myself down. So we are 
Consulting. We just got hired to run a PR, find some opportunities for the Center for Career Readiness. Has anybody used our Center for Career Readiness on campus? Can we see some head nods? Yes. Uh, overall, they're great. They're definitely not enough people use them. It's free. You can get consultations for resumes, cover letters. They can help you get situated for different internships. Super great resource. Do you love having them on campus? Highly recommend grabbing an appointment. One of the things that they do every semester right, is offer an actual job, internship, and graduate school fair, as well as a specific one for teacher education. So our kind of task and what we've been hired to do is help them get the news out to campus organizations, think the mirror, think student newsletters, think maybe even bare news about their upcoming campus resource fair. How is the primary way, what, what is the primary way we get press coverage in our world? Yes, exactly, right? The primary purpose of a press release is to get press coverage. And then they do all those other wonderful things we talked about on Wednesday, but the number one purpose, we wanna get press coverage. So that's why we're going to be practicing a press release. So take a few minutes, now a minute, write down kind of all the details you see on their, their event page. Right, this is kind of similar to like you're in a meeting with let's say Lisa here. She's like, okay, here's the details of the event. So write down the things you think are important that you know, you know, I need to make sure I have that information for my press release. I'll take a couple minutes for that. you're looking for details they were thinking about okay what will the news outlet want to know what is important to get you know people actually aware of the event right what do you think and you can imagine and put yourself in the shoes of what might be a goal for even getting this kind of coverage those are great questions and clues to help us remember okay what information is important for us to write down
feel good. And if you want to explore you know, further, their website is unco.edu slash career. starting and working with clients as you you know start to have your initial meetings and conversations with your clients this semester as well you can kind of think about okay a, this sort of three three layer kind of pyramid piece when it comes to making sure you have the information you need to write effective press releases and actually understand what kind of press coverage is going to be good for them and so the foundation kind of first layer biggest sort of piece that we want to always be building everything off of, it is gonna be this audience and the goals, right? Since the, the purpose of a press release is to get press coverage, we always need to make sure we're gearing it towards the audience and the goal for the event. And so the audience goals, it could change, right? You might have two different press releases for the same event, depending on who you're trying to speak to. So thinking about, right, the Center for Career Readiness, this career fair, we could speak to and write a press release really concerned about students as the audience, right? And maybe a goal of that audience segment is students should attend the fair, right? Want people to attend. Pretty natural fit, makes sense. What is a second kind of audience or even goal that you, that comes to mind thinking about PR for the career fair? They might say, hey, we could go in a different direction. Of the chat. Right. If we aren't speaking to students, who else could be a good PR opportunity for the career fair? Employers. Employers. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. It would fall in the realm of PR to help people help the career readiness center get employers on board. Hey, we want you to show up. And so a press release kind of oriented towards maybe some like industry focused newsletters, maybe it's more broad and like the Greeley Tribune, um, is gonna look a little bit different than the ones that we're sending out to the mirror or bear news for students, right? And a goal instead would be, hey, we want you to come meet students at the career fair. Is there another audience that you could think of that might be good to write a press release about? Yes, I agree. Advisors, definitely. And they're going to be a little bit different um, goals, of course. Now, instead, it's you, know, you don't need to come to the career fair like employers or students need to come. Instead, right, the advisor goal, maybe it's, hey, advisors, we want you to tell students about this. Maybe we want you to you know, push this specific message or information in your advising appointments. So right off the bat, one event, three different press releases, three different opportunities. So as you're talking with your clients um, and starting to get a sense of what they might, you know, want help promoting this semester. Also keep in mind, you don't have to find like three completely different events 
Now, some of your clients might actually have three different ones and you're like, cool, I can work with that. Others might just have one premiere event, but you can develop a different press release and a different kind of medium to meet those, uh, the client project requirements off one event, right? Maybe one for students, you send it to Bear News. Maybe one for advisors or faculty, right? You send to UNC Today, you know, or even send to me with very explicit, here's how you should tell the advisors about it. I'm definitely a, an outlet you can use. And then you might have, you know, one that's kind of just general to the UNC community that goes out in some other form. So do think about that with the career fair, we already are thinking of three different ones. There's certainly others you can think of. For me, like faculty came to mind, a little bit different than advisors. Instead, maybe the, the goal is faculty, cancel your class during this window so students can come or at least, you know, tell them about it, offer extra credit. That kind of stuff could be all different goals. So this is why we want to always start kind of the foundation, the big bottom of the pyramid that we build on. It's thinking about who are we actually trying to talk to? What is the goal that we, that we want from this coverage? Because that will inform the details, the call to action. So, Let's start with, and I can flip back to real quick, but if you open up your Slido, go ahead and open up that so it will, the question will stay open for you. Um, 325159. And I want you to now take a minute and think about who is the audience. Right? We just talked about a couple. You can write your press release for any of those, or if you think of an additional, you know, group on campus, maybe uh, student clubs instead of just general students. Um, maybe it's a letter to parents telling them, hey, guess what? Your student has this opportunity. There's a lot of stakeholders. So think about who is the audience you are writing this press release for and practice writing it in that kind of XYZ description. So our sort of audience persona statement. And as a refresh, that's where we say, okay, it's demographic X. So this type of audience, current students, prospective students, advisors, faculty, pick, um, the specific kind of demographic descriptor. And then we want to do kind of more of a psychographic thing. So they like why, they want to do why, they're interested in why to ultimately achieve an action Z. So it's a nice X, Y, Z. The who, the what do they like, what do they want to do? So now give us a few minutes to get that in.
I sometimes, sometimes I find it helpful when I'm, you know, writing these for real. Right, I, I definitely like to conceptualize, sort of describe my audience, right, in this very specific kind of oh, X, Y, Z, perfect, way. And then often I like write it down maybe on a sticky note just so I have it in front of me. So you might want to go ahead and, you know, copy your statement into you just somewhere on your template or another Word doc just so you can always reference it. Remind yourself, who am I writing this for? So let's look at some of these. Let's see. Current undergraduate students, definitely super clear. We know it's right, the people who are already enrolled at UNC. We're talking just about undergrads, good X, who would like to look at future college options. Nice, we know what they're kind of motivated by, some of those psychographics um, to you know, ultimately go to grad school. So this one seems a lot more maybe focused on graduate programs. So if that's kind of who you're imagining, or you might tailor your press release to focus and highlight, oh, there's gonna be graduate schools here to talk to. And you might think about, okay, who or what outlet makes sense for that? Maybe it's you know, sending it over to the honors program or the McNair's program. Those ones who works very specifically with students who are like, yes, I love school. I wanna to go to grad school. Cool, very good. Um, Let's see, current UNC students, again, great X. We know exactly who we're talking about. We want to network, find professional connections, career opportunities. Nice, I think that gives us a pretty good picture. Since it's current UNC students, you have to think, do I want to talk to even current like grad students? Again, that's a little bit different outlet you might look at, or is it focused more on the undergrad experience? Um, those are questions to kind of tease out how important they are. You can be the, de the decider of that as the PR consultant, but it's a question I would raise and ask as well. Again, professional connections, career opportunities, you know what you wanna highlight. Uh, for me, I'm gonna write it for professional advisors, but specifically thinking about those who are meeting with upper division students and talking about career planning grad school. So that helps me kind of narrow what channels I need to and what highlights I wanna make sure that advisors see. Let's see, potential employers and UNC students who want to expand. So I would say yes and but. These might deserve two completely separate right, press releases because they are probably going to two very different organization types. You might need to spin it a little bit differently. And so I would strongly encourage defining sort of a single audience segment. When you're thinking about, okay, what is my demographic? Can it be distilled into you know, sort of one group? Um, and that doesn't mean that employers wouldn't also maybe see the same channels as UNC students, but especially in this case, probably less likely that an employer is gonna be reading you know, UNC student media. Um, and so always kind of think about, both of these are great, both of these work. The second half, like, definitely can apply employers, you know, maybe are less interested in career development. Maybe they're more interested in expanding, right? Their network of potential interns or something. Um, so just think about, uh, I'd suggest starting with one audience segment per statement. UNC students who want to start looking at career opportunities. Yeah, and again, we know, let's really hit and highlight the career pieces um, compared to maybe the grad school pieces. 
Cool. Thoughts, questions about kind of step one, defining audience and some goals. Please, I think this is a very promising start. Yeah, foundation wins. All right, so thinking back, okay, we're always keeping our goals in check. When, where, make sure we have the details in order. Now we wanna think about, again, some of those, making sure we have the details. Before we really even start writing the press release, Okay, we have our audience, we have the goals. Let's make sure we have all the information accurate here. So based on you know your notes that you wrote down, your client meeting, if you will, what is accurate? Why does it matter, right? Especially if we're doing event or any kind of publicity planning with events, ooh, details definitely are gonna matter because printing things like retractions, corrections, ooh, it, you never know if you're even gonna get the same people seeing it. It's gonna reduce our credibility. It's gonna cause confusion. The event's just gonna be a little more messy. So we wanna make sure, yes, we are all good <laughs> takers and listeners, exactly. So these are some of those key details that when you're working with your clients this semester, if it is for a specific event, before you send your press release to any organization for coverage, make sure and you know, kind of highlight, do I have all these details correct? So we can make sure to get people in there. And in this case, you know, the afternoon, that's an important one. It's actually in the ballrooms, the previous two, career fairs were virtual. So we'll definitely want to make sure to emphasize, hey, it's actually located on campus. Because a lot of people might assume, oh yeah, I went to the career fair last year and think that it's virtual. Good job. Boom. Okay. So we have our audience and goals here. Now we want to start thinking about the big picture, right? And that big picture is that, you know, kind of short, sweet summary of what is it? Why is it important? kind of one takeaway. And so we think about our big picture helps us write things like headlines, wanna capture kind of the essence of the big picture in the headline. And then again, in that first uh, paragraph after our dateline, we say, here is all the details you need. So if you only have one space, if the, like the journalist in a newsletter only has space for one paragraph, they can take that first paragraph you wrote and know that all the information is in there. Second, even if they have more space, Readers, we get tired after kind of a, a paragraph. And again, paragraph in this case might be two sentences. It's not necessarily like five sentences long. Well, you might get tired after reading. So we wanna think about, okay, what is that big picture? And what can we tell the journalist, the reader, you know, why they should keep going, right? In the press release, why they should run it, why they should care about it. So we talked a lot about things like newsworthiness, um, on Wednesday, and so you definitely want to highlight, you know, the when, the where, the why it's special, the value that it has, and that timeliness, some of that uniqueness. Good. So now take several minutes and start drafting up what is a headline that you think you're going to put on your press 
for leads. Once you have it drafted up, go ahead and add it to the poll. And then of course, put it in your thinking back to who is your audience, right? Because the headline will change and depend on your audience, your goals. Perfect. So as you're kind of finishing up your headlines, once you get that in, go ahead and start kind of typing out what that summary, that big picture summary, the first uh, paragraph of your press release might look like. Again, it's going to depend on who you identified as the audience um, and also should build on kind of what you said as the headline. So if you get a little bit stuck, I always find it helpful. I often write the headline first, knowing I might go back, tweak it, revise it, um, but putting it in, you know, that shorter headline form often gives me just a kind of a framework of like how to expand then with real sentences and more details. Um, go ahead and start writing that out and then we'll review these in, in just a, a few.
one thing or another thing that I, I personally used to be very bad at you know, when I was a student uh, and have since gotten better. And it honestly has helped me be faster, more productive, and I think make better stuff. But it, it definitely took a little bit for me to like flip the switch is being really comfortable with quick drafting. So just kind of get the ideas out. Don't fret right now about, oh, is like the wording perfect? Is Do I need a comma here? Like all those small things. At this stage, it's like, get the ideas down because I've always found anyway, or have since found, right? Editing, revising is easier for me than like starting with a blank page. You can just be like, okay, I just, I know I need to summarize it. Like, imagine somebody asks, you walks up and asks, hey, what is this career fair event? What would you say to them in that moment, right? We don't have a lot of time to like awkwardly just stare while we think, right? We just kind of respond. So I like to try to do that when I'm writing and then it makes it easier to go back and revise as a, a quick tip to make sometimes writing faster. Okay, let's think about some of these headlines. During the spring 2022 job internship graduate school fair. Nice, I like this one um, because it does provide kind of all of the core details. So even if somebody like I, Literally, I'm not going to open the article or read it any further. They at least know the big takeaway. Um, and it does have a nice verb, join. It doesn't quite identify maybe who is expected to join. So you might want to think about tweaking that a little bit. Um, and if there are details in the headline that could be maybe cut or condensed down to allow a little bit of space for that sort of core audience, something to consider. Uh, Oh, this one was mine. I'm kind of going with, again, my audience are advisors. That's, I'm going to send it out to their channels. So I've kind of focused on, you know, what it's offering students. So the advisors are tuned into that. It's still identifying for me. Again, since I'm sending it to these employees who should already have some awareness of it. For me, I said, uh, at least reminding them it's in February is enough for the headline. Then I can add more information later. Center for Creditiness kicks off spring events with in-person job fair. That's fun. And that is pulling some verbiage, I think, from the website itself, which is always a nice touch. It's very, like, it's a very upbeat. I could see this headline running really well for um, more of, like, a student focus. It just has that kind of ring to it of, like, yeah, let's do it. I like it. Uh, UNC Center for Career Readiness hosts in-person career fair. Boom, straight to the point. Since we identify UNC here, this headline might be really appropriate for external folks. I think if you're sending it to anyone, you know, inside UNC, it's kind of like, yes, obviously it's going to be our career fair. But if you are sending it to employers kind of, you know, outside of the UNC system, definitely important to put our name in there because you bet they're getting updates for CSU's career fair and boulders and metros and all these different aims, right? So I love that. And so our Center for Creditiness, I'd say like, it's like these two are perfect for if you're writing those dual press releases. One of them goes to external, one of them can definitely go to internal. Uh, for both, you might want to mention, again, the February part or a, a little semblance or like in three weeks or something. Um, but these are really great foundations. Nice job. Cool. That. Oh, I guess they didn't say kicks off, but it seems like something that they would write on their website for sure. 
Now, another way that sometimes can be helpful when we're trying to write that big picture. That means, did, did anybody feel a little bit stuck on the big picture anyway? Maybe a little, maybe not. Sometimes they're easier than others. One thing that can be helpful if we ever do kind of feel stuck is thinking back, like in this case, they sort of started at least a piece of what our big picture could be and summarize it already. So as you're working with your clients, they probably do already have some marketing materials ready. They might um, already have some web copy out um, or at least a summary in their mind. And so if you can capture that, it's a great place to start. Now our role is to then, you know, revise it, kind of tweak it, massage it to fit the audience, the different organizations, outlets we're going towards. Um, but this definitely gives us kind of a great start. And we saw some of that even in the headlines that we all came up with. Um, and this paragraph definitely can be a good way to begin. Um, yeah, even mine, I kind of started with the idea of the Center for Career Readiness will host employers and graduate schools on campus for students to meet. Advisors can direct students towards the registration link. It's kind of a key detail I pulled out that I want to make sure to put in that big picture summary um, because I want the advisors to help students right, register for it. During academic and career planning sessions, it will be hosted and then all the details. So that's kind of a, another little tip as you're talking about and thinking about what your clients are hoping for. You know, ask them, oh, do you have something on your website already? How would you describe the importance of the event? Kind of write down what they say, and then you can take that and tweak it. Cool. All right. So we know our audience and goals. Boom, crushed that. We know the big picture. All right, we're working on it. We have a really great start foundation. So the last thing that we then put into our press releases are some of those details, those key actions. And so in our templates, we saved a space for a quote or at least something important that we wanna highlight. So we have kind of our quote, we have our bullet points, details. These are the things that we want to, again, draw the journalists to so they can just say, oh, great, let me just copy these bullet points right over. Oh, journalists, right, we love having quotes to add some of that personality and personableness to the article. So it's always nice to provide that. So thinking about kind of that, that next sort of little section, what could be a potential quote that you're gonna put in your press release? So again, we're imagining we have been hired, we're consulting for career readiness, um, and it is not unusual. In fact, I'd say it's more common than not for PR professionals to they write quotes for their clients. And then you send it to them, they approve it. You know, they give you some talking points. Same with speeches. I lost speech writers, also have some background in, in PR. Most speeches we listen to are written by somebody else. Again, talking points provided, final approval, heavy, you know, edits, always there, but like a, a professional is writing, right, the speeches. Same with a lot of quotes, any kind of um, statement, especially if we think crisis communication, they definitely, if you are like, I feel like I'm really good at like putting words in people's mouths, maybe crisis communication is for you because you'll be there kind of helping direct. Here's some things that you should say. Here's what our statement should be like. So get comfortable kind of thinking about what could be a great quote. Um, and then in our not hypothetical practice, we would send it over to uh, Lisa 
uh, you know, or Crystal or whoever at Career Readiness. So a good quote, always going back again to who is your audience? You know, what is kind of the outlet you're thinking about sending this to? And that will help kind of dictate what that quote would be.
Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, these are definitely coming together so nicely. Ah. Um, the first one is mine. Again, I'm thinking about advisors and one of the, the call to actions. I want to set up and sort of call back to for those advisors. It is about you know registering, talking to students. So anytime you can, you know, if you're talking directly to your client and get an actual quote from them, that's obviously great, but you might have to coach them, you know, a little, ask them questions about, you know, oh, what would you love the audience to, you know, know or hear? You know, tell me, you know, your favorite thing about this event. Those are all great ways to get quotes from your client directly. And if you can't get a quote directly and you need to write one, you know, kind of think about, okay, if I was this event planner, right, put yourself in their shoes. You know, what are you kind of hoping? What would you love to see from the event? This can kind of help us get to the quote. Uh, Want to make sure UNC students have the chance to build professional relationships early, get them started, setting themselves up for the future. Yes, love it. You have their title in there, which is excellent. I think this is a great start to a quote. Um, and then as you revise it, you know, we can kind of tighten it up a little bit, but like, I think that totally sounds like something an employer engagement and event coordinator would say, and it reinforces the core and the big picture of what this event is. So it's really great for running as, as a journalist as well. It's never too early to start talking about careers. Definitely short, snappy. I think this could be a great like first half of a quote. And then if you get your client or you could imagine pulling out a little bit more detail for a back half, that would give the journalist, the organization you're sending it to, you know, then two options and they could combine it or they might actually just wanna run with the short one. Um, so that's definitely a really good start. Career readiness, provide students with resources, opportunities to learn more. Again, great, very much in line, in theme um, with reinforcing that big picture. And then you can always layer in another kind of key detail um, and the quote, is really great or the quote or highlight is really great when we let it expand on some of the details we've already provided in the big picture. Um, and so you kind of have like a nice through theme. Really, you want to think about in your press release, starting from the headline to the summary, to the quote or highlight, you know, to the kind of that final statement, have something that is your through line. For me, it's going to be, you know, advisors, talk to students, but it depends on your audience. Great job. All right. Oh man, we're rolling through. I love it. We're gonna skip that question. You don't have to like directly reply, but the last you know thing we'll always think about in press releases, just as formatting, is the end of the boilerplate. Um, and so we'll definitely get to this a lot, and you'll have to answer this question and build it out for your media kits next week with your client. But do start thinking about okay, what might go in a boilerplate for? veteran services, right, for Greek life. Um, you know, what's gonna go in there for the GSRC, PVA, tutorial services, all of those. Okay, how do we feel about kind of working through the elements of this first press release? Do we have, are there things that we didn't talk about or forgot on our template exercise? Good question. There are. So as a reminder, 
we didn't explicitly talk about contact information. So as we're kind of finishing your activity exercise, it was already on your template. So you might've had it saved in there, but never forget contact info. However, in this case, right, we are um, submitting this on behalf of the client. And so you probably wanna have the contact information for Lisa, you know, on there um, as well. And so I would kind of, in this case, put you're submitting it. And so the, like, if it's to, I don't know, the mirror, who do they want to follow up with? You want them to follow up with you as kind of that liaison. So have your contact information, then you'll also, you want to have information maybe CC'd for Lisa as well. Uh, we want to make sure we have the dateline and when it can be released. For this dateline, since it is an event on campus, if I was sending it to you, especially internal people, I am putting in the dateline uh, UC Ballroom, February 17th. And that's super specific of where this news event is going. If you're sending it and writing this press release for an external audience, you know, it might instead be University of Northern Colorado, you know, or Greeley, uh, and then the date. But I was thinking about the dateline, and if it, yeah, we put that for immediate release, it's almost always what we're going to use. We put it somewhere on the page. And at the very end, to remind people it's the very end, either put right end, or you can use these three little hashtags to let them know there's only one page to this document, or this is the end of the document. Sick. All right, it's gonna be the end of our day. Wow, went so fast, that was fun. How do you feel? So uh, taking right, this template, this practice, Right, you're gonna always come back to this skill all semester long for your clients. Reminder, if you would like just some feedback, you wanna finish up, write that press release, again, putting yourself in, I am running PR for career readiness right now. You can definitely upload that to the non-graded practice portal, meaning I will give you feedback and comments on it, um, but it's not part of like your graded activities this semester. Um, it's really just for you. I know some people, like a lot of feedback and I am more than happy and want to give that to you. And other people are like, you know what? I think I got this. Like I did the template, you let me know. So you can just upload that if you're interested in it. Otherwise, um, you know, Monday we're going to talk about additional things in the PR toolkit that are important, emails, blogs, pitches, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's what the reading will be about. But in class, we're really gonna focus on workshopping things like media kits and really getting kind of serious about your clients. Um, so do plan and try to set up a meeting time with your clients and they are aware and they're excited um, to talk to you. So make sure that happens. So you have all those details ready to ultimately put together what we will call the media kit, um, which kind of just includes colors, logos, mission statements, what's gonna be in the boilerplate, other details that news organizations and media like to know about people. Let me know if you have questions, as always. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you later. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. I had a quick question for you, Haley. Yes, definitely. Here, okay. let me stop.
thanks associates. Um, I have that kind of activity just helped clear the path um, and make it a little bit easier to get started writing you know, your own kind of first press releases. Remember, it's always better to just get the ideas down on paper because editing is, you know, a really great process and in many ways easier than, you know, writing from scratch. And so if you feel stuck, you know, go back to this activity and use it to at least get your big picture um, down, understand your audience, get some of those details just on the page. So that way you can come back to it um, and then revise for that clarity, the fine details and everything else. Let's go team PR.